Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to the Poetry Corner Podcast. This is your host, Matt Foster, for all those who didn't know. And tonight, ladies and gentlemen, tonight I want to talk about toxic relationships and how to identify the signs that you are in a toxic relationship. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, let's get into the show. So tonight I want to talk to you all about toxic relationships, relationships that are unhealthy, unnormal, aggressive, violent, abusive, and can sometimes turn deadly. And here are a few key signs that tell whether you yourself, ladies and gentlemen, are in a toxic relationship. Number one, your mate just starts to get a little sketchy. And by that, I mean, they start going from, babe, I love you. Oh, babe, what you doing today? You know, I want to come through and see you, you know, or how's the family to, oh, I heard you were hanging out with so-and-so. You were hanging out with that girl from, from your job. You were hanging out with that, that, that guy from up the street. Well, oh yeah. Well, what what was y'all talking about? Jealousy. You see that little seed of jealousy can turn a relationship, a beautiful relationship, into a toxic one. Into a toxic one. Sorry about that, ladies and gentlemen. I'm drinking water. Number two. They they, they just feel a constant need to just either hide their phone or go through yours. Remember the days early on in y'all relationship or y'all marriage where y'all would just cast the phones to the side? And enjoy each other's company and just be happy and loving towards one another. Remember those days? Now, you have days where she's on her phone all the time or you're on your phone all the time. And you just can't you know, sit still in each other's presence. You got a need to look over your mate's shoulder or they're looking over your shoulder to see who you're texting or what you're playing or what movie you're watching or you know, or who you're talking to. That's called mistrust. And without trust, you have no relationship. Number three, there's only a few signs. I'm not, we're not going into like five, seven, 10, 20, no, there's only a few signs to tell whether you're in a toxic relationship. Number three, they blame you for absolutely everything. They come home from work. You know, your mate comes home from work. Your man or woman comes home after a long day at the job. They have an attitude. You know, you ask them, babe, what's wrong? You know, talk to me. And they burst out in anger at you and they, they start snapping at you. Why is my dinner not ready? Why is this? Why is that? Why the house look like this? Why? Why? What? No, they're taking things out on you that they should leave at work. My grandmother used to always say, God rest her soul. She used to always tell me, leave work at work and leave your home life at home. They are two separate entities and have absolutely nothing to do with each other. Yes, you bring home money from the job to pay the bills at home, but that's where it all ends. Once you clock out, that's it. 
Whatever your boss may have said to you that upsets you, you need to leave it at the job. Yes, your mate is there to for you to vent to. Yes, your mate is there for you to uh, uh, talk to. Yes, your mate is there for you to lean upon. But your mate is not there for you to abuse, nor are you there for your mate to abuse. Number four, they always got to take a call in the other room. And if you go into the other room, they snap on you. Say, why you got to be all about my business? Why, do you, what, what, why, why can't I have my space? It seems more like, you know, they're cheating, right? But if they get like that towards you, Back off. Let them have their space. Don't confront them. Don't, you know what I mean? Because the moment you confront them, it turns it turns aggressive. Then it turns violent. For the potential for it to become deadly. So many people are sitting in a grave or in jail right now because of a toxic relationship they had no business of being in. And yes, you can say, well, I love this person. You know, I, she means the world to me. He means the world to me. And, and, and okay, you can love somebody. But the Lord Jesus Christ is supposed to be your world. Your family and friends are supposed to be your world. Your life is supposed to be your world. Your gift that God gave you at birth is supposed to be your world. This person is not your world. They're your mate. Yes. They're the love of your life. Yes. But if they have that much control over you, there's something going wrong. There's something about yourself you need to reevaluate. Okay, and we're all human. Yes, we're we we all love someone very deeply, and it's, no, it's nothing wrong with that. But no one should have that much dominion over your life. No one but God only. No one but the Lord Jesus Christ only. No one but the Holy Spirit only. To where if you walked away from them, that person that you're in a relationship or marriage with, if you walked away from them, you would completely fall apart. Yes, you'll be hurt from walking away from a toxic relationship. You will face some hurt. But I guarantee you and I promise you, you will find joy later down the road. You know what I mean? So. If they tell you, give me my space, give them space. Don't get mad. Don't argue. Don't fuss. Don't fight. Give them space. You know what I mean? Give them space. And if they come in the other room and they start snapping on you, go for a walk. Go for a walk. Go for a drive, even. Go hang out with family and friends. You know what I mean? Don't, don't, don't argue with them. Don't stand your ground. It's like, hey, well, you need to do, you need to respect me. Yes, they do need to respect you. But at the same time, have some respect for yourself to know you're not going to lower yourself down to their level. And number five, they put their hands on you. It's plain and simple. If they put their hands on you in a way that is not pleasing to you, you, my friend, are in a toxic relationship. A very, very bad toxic relationship. I mean, every every toxic relationship is a bad relationship. But if they're putting your hands on you or you got to put your hands on them, y'all need to cut it off. That's it. That relationship is done. That marriage is done. You know what I mean? Um, yes, y'all can forgive each other 
and be the best of friends later down the road. But if y'all y'all out here trying to kill each other, pull knives on each other, pull guns on each other, ain't no love there. There is no love there. I'm sorry to say it. There is no love there. If you have to try to take this person's life or they trying to attempt to take your life, there is no love there. I'm going to reiterate on something I said early on in the episode. So many people are sitting in the grave right now or in jail because they did not walk away or use the solid wisdom that God gave them to walk away from a, a, a toxic relationship when God provided that escape. When that when, when when their family and friends say, hey, pack up your stuff, come move in with us, or their friends was like, come move in with us, or their coworker was like, hey, leave this man or woman, come move in with us. They did not take that escape. Now they're sitting in a grave or they're sitting in jail. Think about that. And those are the five uh, identifying factors, ladies and gentlemen, to tell whether you are in a toxic relationship. And yes, while you have life, while you have health, you have the power to walk away from that toxic relationship. So I implore you, ladies and gentlemen, for the sake of your life, your health, your well-being, to walk away, to walk away and enjoy your life. Yes, y'all may have kids together, but y'all can have a, a, a parental relationship for the sake of the kids, but y'all don't have to be together romantically. You know, but you have to value yourself, your life, your well-being, your health to know when it's time to walk away and not put up or stay in a toxic relationship. And I'll let you all think. I'll let you all think on that one tonight. But I want to thank you all for tuning in to tonight's episode. I, I do apologize for the two-week delay, ladies and gentlemen. I, I did lose my recording equipment, unfortunately. So I'm just freestyling it, you know, recording from my phone. But anyway, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you all have a beautiful and blessed evening. I hope you learned something as well, because I surely did tonight in this episode right here. But anyway, I love you guys. I hope you all have a beautiful and blessed day and a beautiful and blessed week. Take care. Good night. God bless. Let us begin. Empty from the heart, yet I still yearn to feel. Lost in the fog of my thoughts during the late night hours, trying to figure out if what you said was real. Did you mean it all? Or was it fabricated to get what you desired? I don't deserve the pain that I feel. Telling everyone that you love them. Stringing along a trail of foolish hearts. It's all a part of your game. But I... Just see what it really is. This silly game is for little kids. I doubt that you know me for who I really am. What was it for? Staying up late. Having discussions until 2 a.m. What did it all mean in the very end? All I gained was a broken heart left for me to mend. A lesson learned, a bridge too far to cross. A relationship too damaged to fix. So it's best we go our own way and bring this damaged relationship to an end.
Let us begin. I just got home from work. I see your arms crossed, and in your eyes you got that look. I want to know just what's on your mind tonight. I'm way too tired from working overtime to deal with another fight. Can't we just agree to disagree and kiss and make up? You show me a text from a friend that offended you, but I assured you that it's from a co-worker who offers me a ride. There's no need for the jealousy, hostility, and argument of reason to fight. I get it, I get it. You love me and want no other woman to have me, and that's all right. <laughs> because I'm a one-woman man. I don't have time for the lies. I'd rather have you for life, to love, and to hold as my wife. You don't have to worry about another woman trying to occupy my mind or even my time. Only you inspire me with your eyes, your love, and your smile. <laughs> You're all that I want. And I mean that from the heart. I pull you close and stare into your eyes. As I hold you gently in my arms. Your blush and your smile is all that I want. Let's talk it out for the night. Over a cup of tea while cuddling up on the couch. You're all I want for the rest of my life. My love. My one and only. Let us begin. 3 a.m. and I'm stretched out in my bed, looking at your photos on my cell phone, wishing you were wrapped up in these blankets instead of me laying alone. Up during a late night hour with these deep emotions flowing through my head, wanting you emotionally, mentally, and physically. Now, am I wrong? This player lifestyle is not what I want. I just want that special one <laughs> that wake up to the same person day after day, a once-in-a-lifetime love. Still grateful to have you in my life. Never would have thought that day you'd give me a moment of your time. As I walked down Broadway on 65th, I saw you in that dress, and it blew my mind. I watched how it caressed your curves in every line. As we passed each other in public that day, I remember that sparkle in your eyes when we saw each other for the very first time. We exchanged phone numbers. And we spoke for hours that same night. <laughs> now here I am at 3 a.m. thinking about you, my love, tonight. <laughs> Let us begin. Dear Lord Jesus, there are those who seek you, but far too many who are lost roaming the world, blinded by false light. That's the love of the world and all its lies. Instead of seeking the love of Christ, they pursue worldly things. Instead of loving the very one who gives us life, they're lost in a delusion thinking that the world loves them back. But that couldn't be further from the truth, in fact. So I pray that you whisper to their hearts. 
lights and be their light so that they can find their way. But maybe I'm praying for them to discover the love in which they're missing, or maybe I want what's best for their souls. You know, without you, dear Lord Jesus, we will only fall. The world sees with its eyes, but as your children, we we see from our hearts. They say that you reside in the kingdom of heaven, but in truth and spirit, you're not that far. And no matter what I've done, you've shown me time and time again that I'm not too far gone. Those who pursue riches can have the world. But as for me and mine, dear God, we prefer to yearn for your heart. I pray for the broken, the hurt, the weak, and the lost. And at times I, I myself feel lost, broken, downtrodden, emotionally gone. It's almost sickening to watch people pursue infamy over hope. They give way to their sin. This world at times feels like such a lost cause. But through your Son, Jesus, our Lord and Savior, and by your love, which covers all, dear God, we are healed, saved, protected in your holy, mighty arms. And it's through your will that I write this poem, that even if one hears this or reads this, accepts you as their Lord and Savior, so that you may save their soul.